0: Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus Today. We're so glad to be with you and we do pray earnestly that this broadcast will be a blessing to you and to your family and if you know someone that you feel would benefit from this broadcast, or be blessed by the the programming of this station, uh, we we would be so uh, so blessed if you. Would invite them to tune in. Even if they're not in the listening area of WMAF, uh, they can go online and type in WMAF Radio. It will take them to the homepage of WMAF, and there is a place on their homepage where Let's Talk About Jesus broadcast can be downloaded. There's also live streaming uh, of what you're hearing right there in Madison, South Georgia. North Florida, they can hear on their computer. Amen. And they can be blessed by this station and the ministries on Sunday. If you're sick and shut in, there are live Sunday services broadcast right there on WMAF, and you can participate in the worship of God, in the in the receiving and hearing of the Word of God from men of God that are using the Bible to teach from so we just are so glad to be part of this broadcast family of WMAF, and we are so glad, if you are a return listener, that you are part of the listening family, as we sow into to your life something of spiritual substance that will, will bless you. You know, the Bible said heaven and earth is going to pass away. Everything that we now see uh, is is going to pass away, all the tangible things. The, the the temporal things. Ah, oh, but the Word of God is going to abide forever. And it goes on to say that he that does the will of God will be just as eternal as the Word. We will abide together with God and with Christ, age without end. Hallelujah. Well, we're talking about an important subject today, and we've titled it, Who Switched the price tags. I want to read our foundational thought once again today as we rediscover the truly precious things. This is about values, the things that we as Christians and really we as parents and we as people should put the premium on. And it is so different from what the world holds precious today. And one of the leading uh, theologians of the last century was William Temple. He once said, and I quote, The world as we live in it today is like a shop window in which some mischievous person has stolen overnight and rearranged all the price tags. So the cheap things have high price tags on them while the really precious things are priced low. And I want to once again make the statement to as we really uh, begin this study The great task of the church, which is more urgent than ever, is to number one, define what those really precious things are, and number two, to teach them to our children, and number three, to live them in our lives. By the way, one of the great uh, ways we teach our children is by example. Even as a pastor, I read early in my ministry, not being a lord over God's heritage, I'm instructed, instructed, but an example to the flock. The easiest part of my job, because of God's anointing on me to preach, is to preach. Amen. The hardest part of my job is hard for anyone. In fact, you have to crucify the flesh in order to do it. You have to take up your cross and follow Christ in order to model what we are teaching and preaching in our own personal life. Amen. I want to be an example to the flock today and that means I go through trials I go through tests I go through setbacks and circumstances like anyone else but it's the way that we react and the way that we handle them we talked about one of the things in in the scripture that is called precious is precious more precious than gold that perisheth, is the trying of our faith I like Keith Green's song that said he's brought me here where things are clear, and trials turn to gold. Only in retrospect can we look back and appreciate what all that God did to spiritually bring us closer to Him, to spiritually sustain us, to increase our faith and confidence, because He brought us, us through that seemingly impossible situation where all of our strength was gone. We didn't know what to do or how we were going to get through this, but God was and is eternally faithful. Praise God. Trials become something that God uses in our life for a very positive result. We talked about the precious, precious blood of Jesus Christ and how powerfully and wonderfully <laughs> powerful it is in our life and and I I made a statement in closing uh, the last time we were together here on the radio concerning the blood and that is the blood must have the same place in our hearts that it has with God amen God sees us through the blood Of Jesus, and we need to see ourselves as God sees us. God sees us forgiven when we receive Christ as our Savior. The blood is supplied by Jesus on the cross. The blood is applied by us when we confess our sins, repent of them, and receive Christ as our Savior. Hallelujah. So this is what we want to talk about this week. Uh, another precious thing in the Bible is a person, the person who shed his blood, who, who took our place on the cross, our Savior, Jesus Christ, is precious. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4-10 through 10 says, I want to read this in context to, to bring this out. It says, "...to whom coming..." as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, it is contained in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion, A chief cornerstone, elect, precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. And in verse 7 it says, Unto you therefore which believe, he is, here's that term again, he is precious. But unto them which are or be disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected or disallowed, the same is become the head or the chief of the corner. And then in verse 8 it says, And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto they are also appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And the person who has provided this mercy is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave the most precious gift that could ever be given and the most precious sacrifice that could ever be offered He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Praise God. Jesus is. Is precious, you know. We had a couple that had retired from ministry and missionary work and pastoral work, and and they were both feeble and frail. They came to visit us at our church, and they had a a ministry in a in a senior citizen mobile home park where they went down to the clubhouse on Sunday and led a praise service and shared from the scriptures. They they were not what you would call dynamic, and they didn't come on with some mighty strong revelation or anointing but you could tell how deeply they loved jesus and how precious jesus was to them and they sang a song she played the piano both of their voices obviously failing because of age but it was so beautiful to my ears when they began to sing jesus is precious Jesus is precious. Oh, so precious to me. Praise God. And the tears begin to stream down my face because it took me back to that first love, that sweetheart love. When we come to Christ as our Savior and we, we, there's nothing and no one in the world, in the universe, more important to us, more precious to us than jesus christ friend of mine our savior is precious today hallelujah he's a precious stone and he's a precious savior he's the chief cornerstone of our faith one indian said i know that had become a christian i, I said he said i know jesus loves the indian people because his name is chief cornerstone praise god amen the third precious thing that we have discovered here in first and second peter is this he mentions to these suffering saints is how precious is our savior jesus christ jesus christ is the very son of god sent unto this world to seek and to save them which was lost Peter emphatically uses the word stone several times to describe our precious Lord. Christ is a living stone because he was raised from the dead in victory. Christ is the chosen stone because he was chosen of the Father before the foundation of the world to offer himself as a sacrifice for sins. Christ is a precious stone because he alone can save us from our sins and will save all who trust in his finished work on the cross. Christ is a stumbling stone because of those who would not accept him as the Messiah. They stumbled in unbelief and had him crucified as a blasphemer. Christ is the cornerstone because he's the chief corner on which the church is being built. Christ one day will be the smiting stone because he will come back. If he's not received as savior and rejected, he will come back as judge and friend of mine. You do not want to stand before the one that gave his life that suffered and died on the cross as, as one rejected as one whose blood has been rejected Oh, you want to stand before him as your sovereign and your savior. C.H. Spurgeon proclaimed the preciousness of Christ to the believer. See if your heart does not rejoice and praise to Christ with these words. Let me quote him today. How precious is Christ to the believer in the hour of conviction of sin when he says your sins, which are many, are all forgiven you. How precious to you In the hour of sickness, when he comes to you and says, I will make your bed, I will make your bed in sickness. How precious to you in the day of trial, when he says, all things work together for your good. How precious when friends are buried, for he says, I am the resurrection and the life. How precious in your old age, even in old age, God says I am with you how precious in the lone chamber of death for I will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff comfort me but last of all how precious will Christ be when we see him as he is all we know of Christ here is as nothing compared to what we shall know hereafter believer When you see Christ's face now, you only see it through a veil. (laughs) Christ is so precious that like Moses, he's compelled to put a veil upon his face. And if he be lovely here, when he is marred and spit upon, how lovely must he be when he is adored and worshipped. If he is precious on the cross, how much more precious when he sits upon his throne. If I can weep before him and love him and live to him, when I see him as the despised man of Nazareth, oh, how shall my spirit be knit to him when I see his face and behold his crown of glory. When I mark, the harpings of never-ceasing harpers who harp his praise. Wait a while, Christian. If he is precious to the believer now, when faith is turned to sight, he will be more precious still. Go out of this hall and cry, O Lord Jesus, I must love Thee. I must serve Thee better. I must live for Thee. I must be ready to die for Thee, for Thou art precious to my soul, my transport and my trust. Praise God. Oh, I can almost hear this dear, aged missionary pastor couple in the twilight of their life, singing of the one that they have served with a full heart of love for a lifetime and you could see what motivated them to keep the faith to keep serving the lord and to do it with great joy in order to to honor him jesus is precious jesus is precious jesus is precious to me praise god friend of mine today there's nothing more precious Than salvation. It is the most precious gift that could ever be given because it is given in love like the world has never, ever, or could never, ever know. A man had a diamond, I am told. He he traveled the world, and he was so afraid that in his travels, or while he was gone from his home, someone would steal his riches. So he had the the majority of all of his riches. Uh, He took all of it out of the bank, out of his safe, and he bought the biggest diamond he could find that would would be a counterpart to his riches. In other words, he could sell that diamond and have back all of the money that he had invested. He was so afraid of losing it, he bought the diamond. He kept it in a velvet pouch, and he always carried it on his person. He slept with it. No one knew that he had it. But occasionally he would take it out and he would look at it and he would admire it and he would feel safe and secure that I am secure for the rest of my life because in this precious stone is invested all of my wealth except for the little bit that allowed him to travel and live on. And one one night, in a beautiful moonlit night, and and the sea was a, a calm sea at midnight, when everyone was in their berth and in their bed, he came out and he stood and looked over the sea and the moonlight was so bright, he said, no one will see me here and no one will know of my wealth. And he took out the velvet sack that he carried, this velvet pouch that he carried, this big beautiful glistening diamond in. He held it up to the moon and and, and the moon caused the, the diamond to glisten because the moon was so bright on that calm sea and something totally unexpected happened. A swell came one of those rogue waves as they called them and the boat tipped the mighty cruise ship tipped just enough that he pitched forward and to keep from going overboard he grabbed the rail and in order to grab the rail he dropped the diamond and it went over the side and plopped into the depths of the sea and he looked over the railing and he said all is lost all is lost friend of mine I'm as we're talking about precious things today The most precious possession of your life is the eternal life that is yours because of what Jesus did on the cross. And the most precious part of you is not your physical body. We're all aging. (laughs) If you don't believe it, look in the mirror in 20 years if you're still around. We're all aging. And we're all, as the song says, we're all climbing Jacob's ladder. Praise God. And we have the hope of heaven. How precious is that hope today. But how precious is your undying eternal soul. You know you're going to live somewhere forever. And God knows better than we know about eternity. We are kind of living and locked into time, therefore, but God is dealing with us for our eternal good. If you went through a trial that, that brought you to, to, the, to face-to-face with your mortality and your own weakness and inability, and that trial caused you to begin to move toward God, to focus upon God and eternal spiritual things, that trial has turned to gold because you have reevaluated your life in light of eternity. Oh, your soul is so precious to God that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him would not perish, but would have everlasting eternal life. Praise God. Friend of mine, all would be lost if you don't receive Christ as your Savior. Someone said it so well, and I've said it so many times. He is no fool that gives up what he can't, what he gives up what he can never keep to obtain that that he can never lose. The devil will show you what sin it will cost you to repent and come to Christ as your Savior. He will try to make that sin more precious than your soul. And I'm going to tell you today, there's nothing more important than where you're going to spend eternity. No temporal pleasure of the flesh should ever be considered to be traded for your immortal soul. It took God back. It took God in Christ back when people made that kind of foolish decision because they didn't value their soul. They didn't understand eternal things and eternal destiny. And so the scripture says, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? What would a man trade his eternal destiny for? What what is so important that he would give up eternity with God, eternity in heaven, and what would he give up? What would he what would he not turn loose of that he would give up his immortal soul to be banished and punished forever in a place called hell? Yes, hell is real. You can't have heaven without hell. You can't have Jesus without Satan. You can't have eternal life without eternal death, the second death, according to Scripture. Listen, friend of mine, don't let the devil hornswoggle you, hoodwink you, lie to you, deceive you, defraud you out of what God gave His Son to give you. Hallelujah. God wants you saved today. Make no mistake about it. This kind of love Shows how precious your soul is to God. You may not even realize how precious your soul is. But God knows how precious it is. And it's precious enough to Him. That He would condescend to come down. Take on flesh. Lie in a manger the second person of the Godhead Jesus Christ. Lie in a manger so that He could grow up. And go to a cross and hang on that cross for six agonizing hours until he cried, It is finished. It is accomplished. Paid in full. Your sin debt and mine has been paid in full. This is why our Savior is so very precious And that's why Peter keeps repeating the term in these verses, 1 Peter 2, 4 through 10. Jesus is precious, precious, a precious stone, a precious Savior. Hallelujah. And today, I believe with all of my heart that God is speaking to somebody in this listening audience that you might recognize right now how precious your soul is and how vitally important it is that you receive Christ as your Savior and how precious He is to offer that opportunity to you through His own suffering and His own sacrifice. Oh, friend of mine, quit running from God. It's time to run to God. Hallelujah. And receive the gift of of salvation, the Bible said that we are saved through we are saved by grace, through faith. It is the gift of God, and it's the most precious gift in all of the universe. It is the gift of God, not of works. It's not something you can earn. You can spend your life saying thank you with your life, but you cannot do anything. To earn the gift except repent of your sin and receive Christ as your personal Savior. Ah, oh, but when you do, it's not of works lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. It is the gift of God. And this gift should be the most precious possession of your life nothing that it may cost you someone said will it cost me will my will i have to give up my flaky friends (laughs) when i receive christ as my savior i said no just receive christ as your savior and begin to follow him and they'll give you up oh but you will obtain a friend that sticks closer than a brother You will obtain one who says, I will never, no, never leave you nor forsake you. I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. And that is a precious promise from a precious person. Hallelujah. Praise God. And today, if you are a Christian today, and you've uh, you've lost that first love, and you've lost that value system that says Jesus is more precious than the gold and silver of this world. Jesus is more precious than any possession that I may have in this world and in this life. Jesus is more precious than that relationship that I know if I follow Jesus with my whole heart may be broken. Oh, friend of mine, Jesus is worth far more than any words can possibly, possibly say. And I encourage you today to reevaluate your life in light of the precious blood of Christ and the precious Son of God who gave His life for you at the cross and deny yourself that old fleshly part of you Take up your cross, crucify the flesh and the lust thereof, and follow Jesus. So if Jesus does tarry down at the end of your life, you can still sing with a heart filled with love and gratitude. Jesus is precious. Jesus is precious. Jesus is precious to me. Hallelujah. Well, our time is gone, dear friends. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.